one of the most wonderful things in our faith is that Allah Azza wa Jal and the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has told us to pray and ask for not only goodness in the hereafter but also goodness in this world. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana waqina adhaban nar. The Messenger Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has mentioned that there are four things, there are four things that bring happiness in this life. He says, Al-Mar'atu Salihah, a righteous spouse. Al-Maskanul Wasi'ah, a spacious dwelling. Wal-Jaru Salih, a righteous neighbor. And Wal-Markabul Hani, a comfortable mount. And when one analyzes the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we see that all of these four things are connected to the home. We see that all the things that are happening in this world today, how do we live in a world where there is financial crisis and the cost of living is on a sharp rise? How do we attain barakah in our homes? With all the evil prevalent in society today, how do we ensure that evil does not enter into our homes? With the waves of fitna, the trials and tribulations that we face today, our homes are a place of refuge. Messenger Rasulullah answered to a companion who once asked him, what do we do in times of fitna? What do we do in times of trials and tribulations? And Messenger Rasulullah said, Enter into your homes. During the time of Musa and Harun, والسلام, when there was intense trial for the children of Israel, Allah revealed to them, that appoint houses for your people in Egypt. Even an ant, an ant recognized that our homes are a place of refuge in times of hardship, in times of difficulties. When an ant thought that Sulaiman and his army will trample all over them, this ant called out to all the other ants and he said, Ya ayyuhan naml, O ants, enter into your homes. So in the midst of a sandstorm that we face today, how does one safeguard one's iman and actively achieve safety from all the flames of fitna that we find ourselves in today? Because we all have a duty. We all have a duty to protect ourselves and our family members from the fire. Allah Azza wa Jalla says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu quu anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. O believers, protect yourselves and your families from the fire. So in today's khutbah, I wish to talk about three things, three ways in how we can achieve a home that is a home sweet home. How we can achieve a spiritual happiness inside our homes. 
And the three pieces of advice that I give will also have three sub-points that we can all reflect on. And this will not only benefit those who have homes, but inshallah will benefit those people who are looking to buy a new house or moving into a new home, inshallah. So the first way to attain spiritual happiness and make our home a sweet home is by thanking Allah Azza wa Jal. We thank the Almighty. And there are three ways we can do this. Number one, we should thank Allah for the house that we have. We all have a roof over our heads. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It might not be our dream home. It might not be the home that we are looking for. But how many people are out there without a house? How many people are living on the streets? It's estimated about 4,750 people are living on the streets every night. Globally, how many thousands and millions have no homes due to war and natural disasters? Syria, Yemen, Afghanistan, Palestine, Bangladesh, Pakistan. The list is endless. Families are living as strangers in their own town. There is no place they can call home. The UN refugee agencies say that nearly 90 million people are displaced from their homes due to conflict and natural disasters. And that number will only increase in a world where there is natural disasters and war. May Allah protect us, may Allah save us. The second way or the second thing that we should be grateful to Allah Azza wa Jal is the space and the comfort that we have inside our house. Alhamdulillah, having space in a house is a great blessing. In fact, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Imam Nasa'i Rahimahullah, reports on the authority of Abu Musa Radiallahu Ta'ala that whenever the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would perform wudu, he would make a dua. He would say, Allahumma gfilli dhambi wa wasi'li fi dari wa barikli fi rizqi. Oh Allah, forgive my sins expand my abode, expand my house, and bless me in my provisions. However, we must realize that external comfort does not necessitate internal comfort. For how many people live in mansions and palaces, yet they feel constricted? And how many people live in very simple homes and they are content? Because contentment is key. Whatever you have, thank Allah Azza wa Jal. For how many people are far worse than us? Of course, we would all like a spacious home and we make dua for it. But what is more important is the spaciousness that we feel in our hearts. Allah says, Wallahu ja'ala lakum min buyutikum sakana. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made your homes a place to rest. Allah has made our homes so that we can go and rest and feel peace and tranquility. Think about the house of Messenger Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The house was barely six feet wide, built out of clay and palm trees with the ceiling being very low. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam had to prod the feet of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha when he used to make sajda, that's how small, that's how small the house was. And 
if we think a home or a house should be should have fancy furnitures think about the house of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam umar radiyallahu ta'ala and he came in one day and he started to cry and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said to him ma yubkika ya ibn al-khattab why are you crying what makes you weep O son of Khattab, and Umar he replies, O Prophet of Allah, O Prophet of Allah, why should I not cry that this mat that you are lying on has left marks on your back, on your side, whereas all the kings of the world, they are enjoying the fruits, and you are the messenger of Allah, and you are in this state. And if we think a house a lovely house and a lovely home is when you have wardrobes full of clothes. The Prophet ﷺ, he never used to be like this. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she says that the Prophet ﷺ would used, he used to mend his own clothes and repair his own shoes. This is the total opposite of what we do. You know, when one item of clothing goes bad, we are quick to get rid of it and we are quick to buy another item of clothing. And how many shoes do we need? The Prophet used to mend his own shoes. If we believe that house and a good house is when you have cupboard full of food, then ponder over the house of Prophet Aisha anha was once asked, how do you live? How do you live? And she would respond, Al-Aswadan, with the two dark things, water and dates. And sometimes the neighbor used to give us milk. Although external comfort was not there for the Prophet Sallallahu there was certainly internal comfort. This is the house of the best man to have ever lived on the surface of this earth. The home of the Prophet Sallallahu was rich in spiritual treasures. And the third thing that we should thank Allah for is the people that we live with. The people that we live with, our family. This is what makes a house into a home. You see, the joy, happiness, memories, they all bring together warmth in the house. Parents, guardians, uh, grandparents, siblings, um, neighbors, friends, and of course, your spouse. A home is for rest and tranquility. And one of the ways we can achieve rest and tranquility and peace is through our spouse. Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا One of the signs of Allah is that he has created for you spouse from amongst yourselves so that you may find comfort, so that you may achieve tranquility. Spouses should be a source of comfort for one another. This is the default, the foundation, the very foundation of a marriage is a husband and wife coming together to help each other to attain tranquility. This is what Allah says in the Quran. The family is the building block of society. A home that has love, and tranquility will have a domino effect. How? Homes are what makes a neighborhood. Neighborhood form communities and societies, and that forms the ummah. So if there are disturbances at home, this will have a knockoff effect. 
Keep good connections with your relatives, with family members. And if there are any unresolved matters, fix it. My dear brothers and sisters, fix any unresolved matters you have with your relatives or your family. It is a means of barakah in a time of financial crisis, cost of living. It is a means of attaining barakah and blessings inside your houses. The Prophet ﷺ, he advised Anas bin Malik that whenever, if you want, if you want sustenance to uh, enter into your homes and if you want your life, to prolong, lifespan to prolong, then what do you do? He said, He said, maintain ties of kinship. Is it really worth not talking to a family member or a cousin over a trivial matter and then it ends up being months and years and years and lose out on this blessing? Is it fair for our children to see this dispute or conflict happening and then they grow up and they do the same thing. They will lose out on this barakah. So brothers and sisters, make amends, make amends. For the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said that whenever kindness and gentleness enters a home, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala intends good for it. He says, إِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ بِأَهْلِ بَيْتٍ خَيْرًا أَدْخَلَ عَلَيْهِمُ الرِّفْقُ He lets gentleness enter into a house where he, when he wants that house to be good. So let us all encourage kindness and gentleness. So this first way to attain spiritual happiness is to thank Allah for the house we have, to thank Allah for the space and comfort that we have, and to thank Allah for the people we have around us. The second way to attain a sweet home is by remembering Allah Azza wa Jal. And one of the benefits of this is by remembering Allah inside our homes, we bring life and we decorate our homes. We all love to decorate our homes with ornaments, frames and plants. And why not? The Prophet ﷺ said, Inna Allah jameel, yuhibbul jamal. Allah is beautiful and he loves beauty. So what about decorating our homes spiritually? Is that not important? You see, the Prophet ﷺ has said that we can give life to our homes. We can give life to our homes by remembering Allah Azza wa Jal. مَثَلُ الَّذِي يَذْكُرُ رَبَّهُ وَالَّذِي لَا يَذْكُرُ مَثَلُ الْحَيِّ وَالْمَيِّتِ The parable of a, of a person who remembers, or a parable of one who remembers Allah and does not remember Allah is that of the living and the dead. We can easily recite and remember Allah in our homes. La ilaha illallah. Whilst we are cooking, whilst we are going through the chores, we can easily be reciting the, the dhikr, la ilaha illallah. Afdalu dhikr, la ilaha illallah. The best remembrance is to declare that there is no God except Allah. The Prophet ﷺ, he warns us not to make our homes into a graveyard. A graveyard is where there is no life. Only the dead live in the graveyard. Rasulullah he So he tells us that don't make your homes into a graveyard and recite the Quran. Recite the Quran. Decorate your homes by the recitation of the Quran. 
the Prophet ﷺ, he gave advice to a companion and he said, when you recite the Quran, you will have light upon earth. We learn of a companion who was reciting the Quran and a cloud came above him and this cloud spread so much to that extent that his horse became a little frightened. The next morning he said to the Prophet ﷺ regarding this incident and Rasulullah ﷺ says, Tilka sakina, tilka sakina tatanazzalat bil Quran. This is peace and tranquility descending because of the recitation of the Quran. And in another narration, the, the companion, he saw lanterns and lights coming from the clouds. And the Prophet ﷺ said, why did you stop? Why did you stop reciting? Just carry on. Why? Because those were the lights of the angels. And if you had carried on, if you had carried on reciting the Quran, the next morning all of Medina would have seen the angels in their truest form. This is the power of the Quran. This is the light that can enter into our homes when we recite the Quran in our homes. This is the decoration that we want in our homes. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to achieve this. Another benefit of remembering Allah in our homes is the angels enter and the shayateen exit. The angels enter into our homes. You see, Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, he reports on the authority of Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an, that the angels are roaming around on the streets looking for a place where the remembrance of Allah is taking place. And when they find a place where Allah's name is being mentioned, they call all the other angels, come, come. I found a gathering that we can benefit from. And they come, and what do they do? They surround everyone in the audience, everyone in the congregation, with their wings up to the lowest heavens. Subhanallah. We should make it a habit of sitting with our families, remembering Allah in our homes. Hold Islamic circles inside your houses. Make a routine where you and your family members can come together and learn and remember Allah Azza wa Jal. You see, you can send your children to Islamic schools, maktabs, a few hours a week, but the real school, the first school of a child is inside a home, is the mother and the father. Before going to bed, if we recite Ayatul Kursi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appoints guardians, protectors, angels to protect us all night until the morning. Imagine this, our own bodyguards, our own bodyguards at night, protectors. Subhanallah, imagine we teach this to our children. How comforting would that be for a child to learn that angels of Allah are protecting them? An Ayatul Kursi takes 30 seconds, perhaps, maybe a minute to do. Let us practice this from tonight, insha'Allah. You see, another benefit of reciting the Qur'an is that inna shaytan yanfiru minal bayt. Shaytan flees, runs away from a house where the Qur'an is being recited. You see, Surah Baqarah, Surah Baqarah is such a powerful surah. And it's a long surah, but what we can do is assign portions to our family members to recite. Whether it's every week, every month, whatever it is, we should try to try our best to recite it as often as possible. If you're moving into a new house, 
recite the Quran Khatam, begin the Quran Khatam immediately because the Quran Khatam begins with Surah Al-Baqarah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. Another way that we try, or some people, they try to um, ward away evil from their houses is by having these blue circular eye-shaped amulets inside their houses. Now, if a person truly believes that this amulet, the blue circled amulet, will help ward off evil, then that person's faith is in a very detrimental state, dangerous state. For we only take that protection which Allah and his messenger Rasulullah has said. And out of those, the Prophet has said that the phrase Bismillah, Bismillah is so powerful, powerful than what we can imagine. He, Rasulullah says that if you recite Bismillah when you enter your home, Shaytan says there is no place for me in this home. If you recite Bismillah before you eat, the Shaytan says there is no portion of food for me in this house. If you recite Bismillah before entering the toilet, Allah places a screen between the eyes of the jinn and the shaitan and between yourselves. And just one side point I'd like to mention about entering homes. When we enter our homes, we should make it a habit of saying salam. Allah says, فَإِذَا دَخَلْتُمْ بُيُوتًا فَسَلِّمُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِكُمْ When you enter your houses, greet one another with a greeting from Allah. تَحِيَّةً مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ Even if there is no one at home, say the salam loudly. Say the salam, for this will bring blessings and barakah, insha'Allah. The Prophet goes on to say that if you recite Bismillah, if a husband and wife recites Bismillah before intimacy, then Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim, rahimahullah, they say, they bring in their books on the authority of Ibn Abbas that if Allah has decreed a child for them from this intimacy, this child will not be harmed by shaitan. Subhanallah. Bismillah. This phrase is so powerful. So let us really build a culture amongst our homes and build a strong habit for our family members to recite Bismillah. Let us teach our family, relatives, cousins, and friends. And the third benefit of remembering Allah is that it is a solution. When we remember Allah in our homes, it's a solution to problems and conflicts inside the house. The Prophet he said that if you, advise, if you observe silence in the times of argument, Shaitan runs away. It drives Shaitan away. And we might face issues in our homes where there is an endless list of work that we need to do. Fatima Rahim anha, she asked the Prophet, I need someone, I need a servant in my house because there's too many things to do inside the house I cannot manage. And the Prophet said, I will give you something. In return, he gave an antidote for housework fatigue. Not a servant, he gave a prescription. He said, before you go to bed, 
remember Allah. Say subhanallah 33 times. Alhamdulillah 33 times. Allahu Akbar 34 times. Fahuwa khayrun lakuma min khadim. This will be better for you than to have a servant. So next time we feel overwhelmed, we should practice this sunnah. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to thank Allah and remember Allah and create a pleasant atmosphere in our homes because by thanking Allah, He will certainly give us more. And by remembering Allah, our hearts will find peace and comfort. بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم فاستغفروا إنه الغفور الرحيم بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله أما بعد The third and final advice on how we can create a home sweet home is by worshipping Allah in our houses Worshipping Allah Number one, worship in our house in our homes, we'll be obeying the instructions of Allah and His Messenger, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah has said, We know that our house is a place of rest, but to attain that rest and peace, we worship Allah. In our homes, we can pray the sunnah, the nawafil. Of course, we, should, we must make an effort to visit the masjid for the fara'id, but for sunnah, for nawafil, for tahajjud, make your homes a place of worship. Designate a place of worship. Why? Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ جَاعِلٌ فِي بَيْتِهِ مِنْ صَلَاتِهِ خَيْرًا If verily Allah will bring about goodness from the prayer that you pray inside your homes. Number two, worship in your homes will bring the coolness of your eyes and the coolness of your hearts. You see, every single one of us, we want a happy home. We want a happy family. We want a happy life. And one of the best ways, and there is nothing more worthy of being best than when you see your family members engaged in the worship of Allah. This is the real coolness of the eyes. We all make the dua, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'in waj'anna lilmuttaqina imama. The coolness of the eyes refer to that joy, happiness we feel in our hearts when we see our family members engaged in the worship of Allah. We also understand that we must, we must also encourage salah in our homes. The dua of Ibrahim comes to mind when he says, Rabbi ja'anni muqima salah wa min dhurriyati rabbana wa taqabbal dua. A dua that we should constantly be making so our family members engage in salah. Just have a discussion about salah with your family members. Emphasize the importance of salah in your family. And finally, number three, worshiping Allah in our homes will plant the seeds of leaving behind a legacy. You see, worship is not only limited to salah. Worship is not only limited to reciting the Quran. Worship is fasting, dhikr, making dua is a form of worship. So when we practice worship in our homes, we are showing our family members and our children the importance of worship. And in return, inshallah, they will also start practicing this and conveying this and talking about it within their cousins and relatives and friends, colleagues, and passing it down to the future generation.
So by worshipping in our homes, we will be taking a step towards eternal success, insha'Allah. So to conclude, we have looked at three ways on how we can make our homes a home sweet home. By thanking Allah, by remembering Allah, and by worshipping Allah, we can bring in barakah, blessings into our home. We can bring in the angels and the light inside our homes. And we can bring in, bring in barakah, peace, tranquility in our homes. This will make it a means for our families and for us to enter into our eternal homes in Jannah, inshallah. All that hardship, that pain, that suffering, all the anxiety, sadness, the tears that have flowed, we encounter in this world, will all come to an end. It will be all a distant memory that we have all forgotten in an instance when we dip our foot into Jannah. Everything will be forgotten. The first step that we take into Jannah, all that painful memory will be erased and forgotten. What a moment! What a moment that we will be reunited with our loved ones, our dear ones, family members, relatives, friends, hugging them, smiling at them with tears of joy that now we are all finally together forever. Allah says, Jannatu adni yadkhulunaha wa man salaha min abaihim wa azwajihim wa dhurriyatihim The gardens of eternity, they will enter with the righteous amongst their spouses, their parents and their descendants. And those who have attained salvation will only be because of the mercy of Allah And how wonderful, how many millions and millions and millions times better will be the houses and the homes of Jannah compared to the houses in this world. When one leaves this world, we pray for them. We say, وَأَبْدِلْهُ دَارًا خَيْرًا مِنْ دَارِ Oh Allah, give him a house better than the house in this world. And we can get a glimpse, we can get a glimpse of the houses that await us in Jannah through the words of Messenger Rasulullah when he answered the question of Abu Huraira. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an, he said, Al-Jannah ma bina'uha. What is Jannah built from? And the Prophet said, Labinatun min fiddah, bricks of silver, wa labinatun min dhahab, bricks of gold, wa milatuha al miskul azfar. Its mortar is musk of strong fragrance. Its pebbles are pearls and rubies. And he says, and its soil is saffron. So we pray to Allah using the same words of a woman who left a legacy. She said, she made a dua, Build for me near you a house in Jannah. Near you, Allah, near you, you being our neighbor, build for us a home, an eternal home. May Allah grant us all peace in our homes and make our homes a home sweet home and allow us to achieve tranquility, blessings, peace and joy.